Hi, beautiful friends, and welcome to the Intuitive Activist Podcast. I'm Leilani Raglan, your host, and today we are joined with the lovely, lovely, lovely Josette LeBlanc. Josette is a spiritual guide and a spiritual teacher of mine, and I'm so, so excited to have her here today. Josette's an energy healing practitioner, a spiritual mentor, communication coach, and teacher trainer on a mission to help soul-driven women learn self-trust so that they can express their purpose and share their much-needed healing and creative services with the world. Josette's DNA activation energy healing practice is at the core of her coaching and mentoring, supporting her clients through the necessary shadow and light work required for lifelong transformation. As a communication coach, she helps women understand how to find ease and self-trust in relation to their visibility and community development. She combines her years of experience as a teacher, educator, and curriculum designer with her intuitive skills to guide these healers, creatives, and visionaries back to their higher selves. And when I think of Josette LeBlanc, I just, I think of magic. Josette is one of those people who is so just locked in and, and has this deep, deep well of wisdom and understanding of the divine realm and how we can best operate within that realm and really manifest all of the abundance and all of the beautiful experiences and all of the beautiful work we're supposed to do here. She is somebody who has absolutely elevated me and guided me toward rediscovering all of the gifts that I have to offer in this lifetime. I hope that you enjoy the conversation as much as we enjoyed recording it. So grab your tea and your cozy blanket, find a comfy spot and join me for this lovely conversation with my good friend, Josette LeBlanc. Josette. Hey, so happy to be here. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I, so the first image that I saw was our spirit teams. Just, I feel like every time you and I connect in quote unquote real time, Mm. our spirit teams just kind of play and dance together. Mm -hmm. Like it just seems so playful and so silly. And that's what I'm envisioning right now. They're like playing pranks on each other. They're like, Kind of, I think we're both pretty mischievous, like our energy. And so Uh seeing our teams together, it's like fun and funny. It's like, it's kind of like sibling love where it's like, I love you so deeply and I'm going to just prank the shit out of you and like, (laughs) like scare the wits out of you. And yeah, that's what I'm seeing. Yeah, I feel that when uh, anytime you, it, that's true. Whenever we meet, like faced on on Zoom like this, uh, yes. I, I I can tell like you know we often talk about 
spiritual stuff and it's like serious yes. stuff but like yes. sometimes we bust out stuff and I'm like oh my god hilarious like and she, just like joyful I yeah. think that that that's what's been really sitting with me this week is when did we take all I'm just gonna start cursing because yeah, I've no been worries. so those of you that have been listening for a few episodes I've been kind of like censoring myself and it just it doesn't work so I cannot censor myself around Josette LeBlanc um <laughs> so when did we, when did we decide as a collective that spirituality was not fucking joyful? Like <laughs> when did we decide that who decided I'm, I'm ge- guessing white men maybe like got together. And I mean, it is now my guides are showing me religion, the reverence, the like, just ugh, like, I'm so bored. I I'm just, I'm getting this picture now of being in, in mass. Like I grew up Catholic. So being in mass, I'm like seven years old. I'm like staring at Jesus crucified in front of me and like hearing the priest drone on and on about God knows what, like, don't touch yourself. And I'm just seven years old. And I'm just like, can I just like start break dancing or can I do some cartwheels? Can I just like get up there and sing vanilla ice? I don't know. I was just like, what is, why is everybody so serious? Like, cause I know God and, and source and universe, whatever you decide to call, you know, your higher power. I, I know that being, and that being is irreverent. That being is hilarious. Like, when did we decide that and how, and how did it, get so messy. I was raised Catholic too. So I was, I was, um, very much, I'm very much with you there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, we can get right into it. I know you were asking kind of a rhetorical thing, but I think it's because we block out the divine feminine, you know, religion was focused on, on, on the divine masculine imbalanced masculine. Let's be clear. It's not a, that's not a representation of divine masculine. That's a representation of imbalanced masculine toxic. Yeah. Yeah. And so that can't be playful. (laughs) And, and there's, there's something. So when you talk about imbalance, I, my mind goes to like what I love about the reverence of the Catholic church and like, the, the quiet and the stillness. So there's like so much there's value there. And that's, you know, when I think of divine masculine, it's like the structure, the, the, you know, the timing of it and all of that. So there's a place for it. So tell me a little bit, we've talked a little bit about this imbalance, the divine masculine, divine feminine. Mm -hmm. And we also just jumped right in. Like, do you (laughs) want to tell folks a little bit about what you do and how you channel? And let's start with that. And then we'll dive back into divine masculine feminine. So tell us a little bit about what you do. What does channeling look like? Yeah, sure. Well, two things, two parts, I guess, one part is definitely my uh, energy healer mm-hmm. self, uh, spiritual teacher, mentor, guide. Th- those are two intertwined parts of myself. And the focus, you know, the and the energy healing part is focused on a practice called DNA activation energy healing. And so mm. that is how we met in a way. Well, no, not really. We met on another level, Inst- but Instagram. Yeah, Instagram you know? is, is, the, I mean, that's- is the gateway. Thank, thank God for yeah. social media, I guess. And that segues into the other part. I I feel I was put on earth to help women. And again, it's, you know, I don't want to, it's, it's I, I struggle with that sometimes in terms of gender and like, mm-hmm. where do I want to put my energy? But 
uh, it's just really important for me to work with people who identify as women to support them in expressing their soul purpose. Mm. So I do that through energy healing, uh, guiding, and also the practical side of me, which I cannot deny the, the Virgo kind of very, and this is the, the mass divine masculine side of me. Like I find a balance between these, these two. I love helping women strategize on their messaging, their communication, the way they're putting themselves out there, but doing it in a way where it's no shoulds. Like you don't have to be doing it this way. Just follow your intuition and do the work you're supposed to be doing. Like that is just, yeah, I was doing that before without doing the energy healing work. I only started doing energy healing work this year and at the beginning of the year, and it's just a game changer. Now I'm just like Mm. energy healing plus that communication coaching. It's just so powerful. Just so powerful. When I think of you, I think of the, and it's like, we don't have to do one thing. Like we don't have to be one thing. I think of expansiveness and Mm. I, I get that question a lot because expansiveness, it comes through and channeling a lot. And when I see you, I think of somebody who is this and this and this and this, and oh, by the way, I'm this and I'm this and I'm this. Yeah. And so what has your journey been like around that? And then we will circle back to the divine masculine feminine like this. Yeah. I always come back to the divine feminine (laughs) masculine. So it doesn't even matter. (laughs) Don't worry about it. It always always comes back to that. Okay. Yeah. Well, my journey, you know, um, I started out like way back when as a, as an English teacher, English teacher trainer did that for, you know, was that in that career for 12 years. So very academic, you know, I was teaching Mm -hmm. at a university level in the education realm, which is full of frameworks and academics and, you know, so uh, yeah, (laughs) mega, mega. (laughs) And then I found out I was pregnant and that was kind of a major turning point, major Mm. turning point where I had to decide if I wanted to stay in that stuffy feeling or not. And I, I really, I got a really big nudge. That was the first, I think the first time that I really listened to my intuition and it was just like, you cannot walk down these halls with a baby at home. You will die. Mm. (laughs) And I was like, okay, all right. And it was scary because I mean that I had built my identity like around Mm. that, right. As a teacher, teacher trainer. And so anyway, I, I busted through it got it left that left that and then dove right into coaching and whole if anybody and I know you know you you're you're a coach and you're an entrepreneur when you start that journey to be an entrepreneur and doing it on your own and trying to identify what you do mm-hmm. especially if you're in the world of like working from a heart center which is I knew that was where I was working from it's really hard to define yourself so hard. Oh my gosh. <laughs> because, because we don't exist yet. No. Like, <laughs> yes, exactly. you know, I mean, that's what I hear when you say that is we are paving a path. Like we're paving the path. I think of us, this is going to sound, but like with a machete and like yeah. carving through the path and then also trying to figure out how to, how to communicate it in a way where people will understand what it is that we do. Etheric translator, people are like, "Mm, (laughs) that tells me nothing. You know what I mean? Like that. So it's, it's wild because we don't exist yet. We're existing where we're coming to be and existing as we are moving through the journey. It's like, 
what is the the stupid analogy that we were like changing the tires or changing changing a flat like with the car still moving like that's how oh, it wow. feels okay okay I've never heard that nice yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's definitely it. We are carving the path. We don't have the role models ahead of us. Like, and, and that is scary and, but also super exciting because whenever in the history of humanity has, we have, we had this opportunity to carve that path. It just blows right. my mind. Like, that's what makes it so exciting for me. I'm just like, <laughs> I mean, you and I would on? be like burned at the stake. I mean, plain and simple, like if we, if we existed just a couple of hundred years earlier and we still showed up in the same way, we, Mm -hmm. I mean, we wouldn't have survived. So Mm -hmm. you're right. This is the Mm -hmm. first time Mm -hmm. that our divine feminine gifts are acceptable and Mm -hmm. that we're calling them forward. Mm -hmm. Acceptable. Exactly. Exactly. Especially in where, where we live in our societies, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely privileged to be able to, uh, to communicate at this level to this many people. So, yeah. So, you know, but it wasn't until I stepped into my role, I did my DNA activation practitioner training that I knew, oh, this was the missing piece. Mm. This was the missing piece. And just right now, after this is uh, three years on, on the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial path, that I am putting all the pieces together. I'm taking that history as a as an English teacher, language teacher, teacher trainer, and my energy healing work, and I'm putting it together. It's making so much sense. Whereas before, I I was like trying to separate them all. I didn't. I couldn't see how they were fitting together. Now I'm like, oh no, this is how it's going. It's going to happen. You know, you know. You want energy healing? I can give that to you. But if you want to up level your your vision, your purpose, your dream, like, you know, you want to up level that I can help you that and give you some strategies too. And I just got that knowledge. I mean, it's not, and it sounds egotistical to some like, to, but it's just, that's just the wisdom I have. That's why I was, you know, that's why I went through those 12 years, because this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And it's not egotistical. It's just what is Yeah. right. It's exactly. like, when I think of my journey too, I think that you and I have kind of parallel paths and finally we, our paths collided. Finally. I see that. Yeah. And when I think of, you know, my undergraduate degree is in accounting. People are like that, what? Like that doesn't make any sense. Right. My background is like in aerospace and industry. And I mean, it's just so funny to look back. I, I did like sales and marketing and I did contracts and very divine masculine, toxic, masculine, like type work. And then, you know, MBA in leadership and, and, and as all these little pieces of my work as it is today, start to form together. I'm like, how I, I had that same kind of like crisis. Like I'm doing that in quotes, like Mm -hmm. that same crisis of like, how on earth do I fit all this together? And then one day post DNA activation, it all clicked Mm -hmm. and it was, revealed to me. And it sounds like the same happened with you. It was a realization. So for those listening that are, I know I, I coach a number of women specifically who are still hesitant to, to go down that divine feminine path and, and to really bring that into balance with the work that they do. So what would you say to them? Yeah, just, it's, I I mean, I talk about this all the time. So, um, it's really, you cannot like, Josette three years ago could not see this. Right. So now from my experience, I can say 
don't even stress about the future because you can't even imagine the greatness that's coming. Mm. <laughs> like you can't. So, so just don't worry about it. Cause yeah, you know, I'm working with a client right now who a month ago, you know, she was, she was writing a book. She was in, she was, you know, this was her, you know, she envisioned this. Then we just touched on a, on a concept of, you know, she, she had this, she was doing this energy healing work just on, on the side, like to healers. And I'm like, how about you just try on that idea that you're, you could possibly be an energy healer. Like that mm. could be the work. And she's like, wow, that, that is, that feels really good. Mm. And ease, so much ease is coming into her life now that she's just like, I love doing this. People are coming to her without any effort, any effort. She's just putting herself out there. And, you know, like, it's just so, and for same with me, people are coming to me without any effort. And I am a hustler. I used to hustle. I'm You're a hustler. recovering hustler. I'm a recovering hustle hustler. It's like my trying, I'm just always trying. I'm just trying. Effort. I'm trying. Yeah. Effort. And so when I let go of that mm. and you can't let go of trying by trying. It's it's a it's a mind fuck, right? It's such a mind fuck, and it's like so unfair for yeah. us efforters, you know, that are like, okay, well, I'll just I'll just try not to try so much, you know. And it's like it just doesn't. No, it doesn't yeah. work that way. So the key is to everyone who is like, as you were just asking about the con, you know, how you know, what do we say to the women who are just about to embark on this path of mm-hmm. of embracing their um their gifts, their intuitive selves, so that they can use that as their purpose, you know, to, as their work, main work, let's just say, is really understanding what surrender means. Mm. (laughs) You have to understand what surrender means. So you need to start practicing surrendering wherever in your life you're holding tight to something. Mm -hmm. You know, my kids should be doing this this way. Okay, well, that's just a, that's a practice place where you need to like learn how to surrender. It doesn't mean give up. It's different, but you have to, so you have to start practicing that muscle. And I had practiced that muscle. And so that's why I was able to let go of certain identities and let make space for what else had to come. Right. So when I hear you say surrender, I think surrendering to the process, surrendering to the universe, like not necessarily giving up. So as a former not former, what did we say? Recovering hustler, recovering efforter, whatever. What was the point in which you made the choice to surrender? Because I know that a lot of listeners are going to pop in and say, okay, it's easy. It's easy to say that like, okay, just, you just surrender. You just, you know, so could you tell your story of like, it was so hard to surrender and then I did it and just give us, paint us a picture of what that looked like for you. Yeah. So I think the biggest example was making the decision to leave my, my job as a, as a professor. It was hard because I had the security. I had four months off in the year. Come on. I was getting paid during those four months. My ego was like, you're crazy. Why would you leave this? You're hardly working. So uh, it was hard because I had been contemplating it for years before that point. Anyway, mm. I had been contemplating it. I just didn't have a net, a next step. Right. So I realized at that moment, I had to surrender. I had to, and maybe, maybe my son was the next step. 
I don't know. So it gave me that courage, but it wasn't a step that was going to give me money. And it wasn't a step that was going to like give me Not security. right away, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> and like, I, you know, I had to support him. So it didn't make logical sense to quit a job when mm-hmm. I was bringing a child into the world like that. Like that didn't make sense. From the masculine perspective, that is like a huge no-no, right? Yeah, no, exactly. Huge no-no. And oh yeah, I was, I mean, I got the masculine side down. Like, don't, (laughs) like, so, but when I heard, and that year, that was 2017, I had been working, like I had been working on my surrender muscles. So I was already primed for the moment when that voice popped in and said, you cannot walk down these halls anymore. I knew at that moment that if I didn't, and I have shivers all over my body right now. So yeah, me too. Yeah. If I, I knew that if I did not make that choice, I was gonna, it was going to be bad. And I knew that because I had had a panic attack years ago, like maybe a year before that in like at work. And I just, I don't want to, I don't want to live like that. I didn't want to live like that. So the thought of living like that was so much scarier than the thought of the surrendering, right? So you have to consider that, like, are you really willing to live your life feeling like shit every day in order to give up the possibility of a magical future? Uh, And you're, you're talking to a girl who used to like scoff at like, oh, like I'm magic. Like I would hear coaches because I've been through this coaching program. It was all about authenticity. And I would be like, magic. What does that even mean? Right? Like that's my uber masculine, like, you know, I play video games. I used to hang with my brother. Like there's like, oh, magic. What does that mean? But when I hear you say magic, what I see, and this is what I know of you is, It's just that what you had mentioned about the possibility of a life and a career and a future that completely aligns with your spirit and what you intended to do when you chose to come here to earth. Mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm. what I hear. That's the magic. It's the alignment. Yeah, the alignment. Exactly. Because everything, when I made that decision, everything fell into place. We were totally fine. Totally fine. (laughs) I mean, I, I have to say I was, you know, I had enough savings and all that, but it doesn't even, I mean, I'm not, to me, it just meant that we were ready, that we were okay. Mm. You know, that I was okay. I'm talking about my family. And And that's what you needed, right? Like your masculine side, your, the universe knew that you would need some savings in order for you to fully surrender. Yep. Yep. I, on the other hand, don't. (laughs) Okay. okay. I don't, I don't know why I just don't need that. You know, I, you know, that I took a leap and I, you know, quit my corporate role and all that. And I have some, but it's nothing like nothing substantive. And so it's really interesting to hear, you know, what it's almost like the universe puts pieces in place to make it more possible. Like it doesn't have to be as scary as people imagine it will be right. Like Mm -mm, I know so mm -mm. many people who are living their soul's purpose and doing it as a side hustle. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, why, why does it have to be one or the other? No, you don't have to quit your job. That's it. It's more like you have to, you just have to own the piece, own the piece that is, is, is coming up. So if, yeah, you don't have to quit your job, like, but you have to create space for that other side of you or that side of you to come up. 
So my soul needed all the space. It needed to like, <laughs> it, it needed to get rid of the job and need because the job was taking up all my space. I couldn't make, I couldn't do it. Right. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, that's what I needed. I needed that, that major space. And then also, you know, diving into being the, the a mother, I had never, no kids around me ever. I had no idea about that. And that was just another part of my, my training of understanding what it means to have that, you know, I didn't make the baby, then baby came, you know, like just <laughs> understanding that, you know, there, we are magical in the sense that the life, life wants to serve us. We want, there's, there's that symbiotic relationship and we're constantly trying to control it. It's like, right. Why you know? do we push so hard? You know, it's. So it's, it's really about whatever it is that you are feeling called towards. I think the, the key factors are follow ease, follow ease. Is it e- like, are you, are you being taken away from the concept of ease too much? Mm. Like, do you feel like is stress taking over, you know, the opposite of ease is stress or overwhelm. So if you find yourself in overwhelm so much, then you have to start asking questions and then energy. Are you feeling energized or depleted? And so it's just about within your context, figuring out where you can get more ease in that. And that often points to what your soul wants to do, like what your soul wants. I'm getting a message and it's a friend of mine who recently told me about her job that is quite literally killing her. Um, and, and a lot, I see this a lot with spiritual beings who are walking the earth, like the people I coach who are very tapped into their intuition, tapped into the universe, into energy. And they're trying to function in this toxic masculine model, which was never meant to be this way. And they're pure, they're, they're divine, they're feeling, they're sensitive. And they go into these toxic corporate cultures And so many of them are sick. So many Mm -hmm. of them are highly medicated and I do take medication for anxiety. So it's not, it's, you know, it's not a judgment. It's just, we end up making ourselves sick, being Mm -hmm. out of alignment. And Mm -hmm. when I, you know, in quitting my corporate job, so many people are like, Oh, what are, you know, did you find another job? What are you doing next? And I just tell them, I'm like, I'm writing a book. I'm starting a podcast. I, you know, like all of these things that just blow their minds because I'm such like a typically such a practical person. Um, and I always hear, Oh, that's so brave. I wish that I was that brave. And what is, what always strikes me about that is I, I want to be, so I'm a little snarky and I want to be a little snarky back of like, Oh my gosh, you're staying in a corporate role. That's killing you. That is so brave. Like that feels brave to me. So when we talk about like fear, I don't know. I kind of want to pull on that thread. Like this, when I say fear, what role does fear play in all of this? What comes up for you? I mean, fear is just, it's, I I guess it comes back to safety. We're just trying to be safe. It's just, it comes back to that survival. People are surviving. People are stuck in that root chakra. They're just like, you know, I need to do this in order to survive. They're also, you know, stuck in that comparison, Mm -hmm. whatever, for whatever reason, that's a form of survival. And, um, but they're stuck in that comparison. And and so fear keeps them afloat, I guess. Mm. And status quo, right? Like it keeps them in the status quo and not moving too far outside of the box. Yeah. (laughs) Right. It's like keeps us sheep. (laughs) 
Well, the image that came right away, and I know we've talked about this a lot, was the Matrix. It's like, yes, I can, I feel like, so, so I don't times. know, I don't remember which pill it was that, you know, was like, that took you out of the Matrix, but that's the pill I feel like you and I have taken. Yeah. And I'm not, again, not that there's any, I'm not saying that it's good or bad. We're not saying that. It's just like, once you know something, you can't unknow it. It's right. like, it does feel scary. I remember, I remember what it was like. I mean, the idea of going on Instagram or some on Facebook or wherever and doing like being my full self Mm -hmm. was just terrifying. Why? Because then I wouldn't belong. And we are, Mm -hmm. you know, if you listen to Brene Brown or whatever, anyone, we need to belong to each other in order to survive. That's the survive. Like we need to be accepted because we know on a like primal level that if I'm not accepted within a community, then I will not survive. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not, we're, we'll die. Or we won't have enough food. Like that's the primal instinct. Right. And I think what's really interesting about that is, is our notion of belonging. I, I again, Brene, I feel like I've talked about Brene Brown every single podcast. So <laughs> Brene, if you're listening, I'd love to have you as a guest, please come over. Um, but Brene talks about, belonging versus fitting in. And I feel like we Mm. are so good at confusing the two. When Mm. I worked in my corporate role and I put on my big girl pants and I did my code switching, I was fitting in, Yeah, but I didn't belong. I didn't even belong to myself. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what I love about what you're saying is it's interesting because I think for our collective human survival, we do have to find a way to truly belong. And it starts with belonging to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And what I hear you saying in like coming, like your quote unquote coming out as an intuitive, Mm -hmm. um, I think of you, you know, the courage that it takes to step out of that notion of fitting in and to step into belonging to yourself and your true self, like your true Mm -hmm. authenticity, who you are in your soul. No. Yeah, absolutely. That it does. It does take a sense of courage to take that first step. You will meet situations which make you feel uncomfortable. Like it into some people could feel uh, painful, right? right? Depending on what your situation is. It's, it's, you know, and it goes back. Yeah. We can bring back the witch burnings and stuff. Like we don't have evidence that when you fully step into your power that you're accepted unless you're like Mm -hmm. Cher or Freddie Mercury or Madonna or whatever, like these are, you know, they're on the outskirts and um, it's not, we don't see that so often in the daily. We don't have examples of that being a safe thing to do. They're an anomaly. Yeah. The people who have been able to step out and do their full authenticity, we say, Oh, they're just special. They're like a different breed like they found success but everyone else needs to yeah button it up yeah but this is what the beauty this is why social media is fantastic i mean mm. everybody is given the as you can you just see so many people just being themselves like i was just thinking about all these concepts we've concepts we've learned because of social media i'm gonna i'm gonna give social media that many props i mean concepts like gaslighting even concepts like um gender fluidity, all these things. I'm not, you know, it's, you can, people can, can celebrate that. Mm -hmm. And you you can find your community. Yes. Regardless. You find it it and you're there and then you, you really feel that belonging, right? You really Mm -hmm. feel that you, you, because you do need community in order to 
I mean, you have to find it within yourself, but you it's pretty damn helpful to have somebody on oh, your side. Absolutely. Saying, yeah. Yeah. Saying absolutely. Like, you're okay. You're normal. You're okay. You know? Yeah. And when I say belonging to myself, what I think of is, is how often we go externally to find validation for who we are. Right. Mm-hmm. And for me, this, this last few months yes. since we met has been a real journey of just accepting like all of me gifts and all, I was going to say weird gifts, but I'm trying to get that out of my vocab, but just because we come to this earth as gifted beings. And then I talk about this in, in my first episode when it's just like me introducing what we're doing here, but this sense that we forget who we are mm-hmm. right over, over the years, we are conditioned to fit in and do all of that. And, you know, what would it take for us to actually remember and to make a concerted effort to remember who we are. Yeah. And I think that's the bottom line when people, when people feel like, Oh, this doesn't feel good. Like the women mm-hmm. you were talking about earlier, like that they're sick at work and all mm-hmm. that it's because their soul can't fit in this body anymore. They're like this, your soul can't fit in there. It, your soul is begging you to remember its essence to expand, <laughs> to expand, to, you know, that's, that's the bot to remember the truth of what that soul essence is. Mm. When you talk yeah. about soul essence, how can everyone, women, men, non yeah. gender, non-conforming, how can people connect with their soul's essence? I guess, I mean, honestly, it's, this is why I talk about shadow work a lot, but it is looking at the places where you are uncomfortable, where your body mm-hmm. is saying like, ah, like you're overwhelmed or you're, mm. you're, you know, and just questioning that, not saying, why am I, you know, oh, I'm stressed out because I'm in a corporate job, blah, blah, blah. Like, yes, but so why are you in the corporate job? Okay. Cause I need money and that's, and, and uh, this is safety and but like, just keep questioning it. So mm. keep looking at, you know, those parts, contemplation, is really important discussing that with somebody talking about it putting it out there really mm. but you need to to contemplate those stresses those shadows what's the other side of overwhelm ease okay mm-hmm. how can i bring more ease into my life that's mm. the question so you're feeling overwhelmed all the time all the time well let's look what's at the opposite of overwhelm okay you're feeling depressed what's the opposite joy so how can i bring more joy in my life what what is causing the depression? Okay, so what's the opposite of of that? So you, ha- I mean, I'm a questioner, so that's how I work through it. But you know, some people go see energy healers who identify the the cause of the, you know the the stress or the, the 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 challenge and go to the chakras or akashic records and look at where the soul has made a contract or a commitment to carry the burden into this lifetime. I know we're going into some, I don't know if these concepts have been introduced, but. No, the Akashic, can you talk a little bit about that? I know you're a practitioner for those who haven't heard about it. What does that mean? Yeah. So basically every soul has a library. Every soul has a, has a history. I don't even want to say a past because it's based on time. Like your soul has lived many lifetimes, timelines and dimensions. And so, you know, you can choose to believe that or not, but bottom line is it has <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you can believe whatever you want but here's the truth <laughs> and so your soul is constantly experiencing different experiences and so and in per- certain lifetimes it has made 
commitments to live certain ways in a, in the next lifetime, right? Mm. So there's in that case at that soul level, there has been some kind of tension or baggage or some kind of uh, uh, feeling that you carried on into your your current life. And so if if you meet an Akashic Records reader, somebody who works with it, or if you work with it on your own, you don't have to hire anyone, you can learn it on your own, you can relieve that tension, you can go to that soul story, you can remove that block. There are so many ways you can do it the human way, which is contemplation, I guess. Contemplation, asking questions, as I was doing before, you can see an Akashic Records uh, reader who is also as an energy healer, who will go into, you know, using their intuitive skills, their intuitive gifts will look at your soul history and remove the pain that you've been feeling, you know, usually emotional, mental, but also connected to physical. Uh, You can also see other types of energy healers who work with the chakra system, there are so many ways you can mm. communicate with your soul to understand, you know, why is it, what does it need? What does it need to expand? What does it need to let go of in order to expand? Yes. Uh, so, so many good nuggets. <laughs> um, the one that's really coming forward is this notion of like listening to your soul, listening to your self, listening to your intuition. Uh, when we first met, I, it, which we haven't even talked about, which is funny, but yeah. we, we met the, the most random, we should not have met is basically the bottom line. There is no way on this earth that we actually should have crossed paths. And what it, what had happened was we were we both didn't know each other. I was on my Instagram explore page and one of Josette's posts came through and I was like, just like drawn in and I read the caption and it was about um, being an empath. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like I totally needed this today. And I commented. And then the, like the rest is history. That was it. Josette like checked out my work and she's like, Oh my gosh, your stuff's so cool. Like it's so important. And then I was like, okay, who is this chick? And booked a session with her, had no idea what to expect. And, and now she is a spiritual teacher of mine. Right. And all that to just say in our first session, the question that came up was, or, or I guess the guidance that came through was you know, you can hear your soul. Like I was listening. I was like hearing my intuition and I was just like, nah, Nah, like I was like actively doing things in opposition of my intuition and, and what my intuitive body was telling me to do. And I, I, I'm not entirely sure why this story is coming through, but you were remembering, I was remembering and it was coming And at this point I was like just channeling probably a few times a week, actually it was probably every day at that point and just allowing you know, some of my spirit to come forward and then kind of leaving out anything that was inconvenient, like my job. I've been hearing quit your job for years. Right. And I was just like, "Uh, no, like, you know, it's the security it's, is all that, you know, some of the relationships that I had, I mean, it was just like seriously giant red flags everywhere. And I was making myself sick. And that was one of the first things. I don't know if you remember that, Josette, but one of the first things that my guide said when we were in that, that first session was your body is going to start feeling better because I was choosing to live in alignment with my soul's 
voice. Right, right, right. I remember when those first few weeks we were talking too, mm-hmm. you, you were talking a lot about your body and how tired you were feeling and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's yeah. And now you're, you're feeling better. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel dreamy. Um, and, but it's, it's just so interesting because as humans, I think that we have a tendency to try to separate the mind from the soul or spirit from the body and operate. I mean, it's the same way we try to parse out our work and the parts of ourselves we're not meant to. No, we're all, no. you know, we're all ands like this and this and this and this. And how can we address ourselves as whole expansive beings? Well, I, I mean, and I know that's kind of a, you know, that's, I just, I believe, I think the big key here is just bottom line, like learn to listen to your intuition. Mm-hmm. You have to, that's because that is how your soul is speaking to you. And what you're going to do there, once you start listening to your intuition, your soul, you're going to be able to make your ego the servant of your soul, not the opposite. Mm. Right now, your ego is trying to run the show. It believes it's got everything under control. It believes it knows what it's doing, but it's not true. It's not the way it works. Once you figure out how to listen to your intuition, you understand, you're going to start saying, okay, now, ego, you know, I can use your skills based on what my soul wants. Game changer. That, Mm. that was for me, the the enlightening moment, like the point where I was like, Oh, this is why all the meditation I'm doing is not working. All the self-help books, the affirmations of the ass, the, like, it's not, (laughs) it's, I love you. That was not, that was just sugarcoating it. You know, can we just make that a quote? Like, I mean, like affirmations up the ass. Can we just, (laughs) can we please make that happen? I don't know. Maybe it's like a gag gift. (laughs) (laughs) A gag gift. I just am getting a visual. For like your highly spiritual friends. Affirmations up the ass. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, because they work. They work, but they Mm -hmm. work. They work once you have a relationship with your intuition. Mm. You can't, you can't like, you can't shortcut this. Mm-mm, mm-mm, no, and we're, and we're a culture of shortcutters. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I mean, that's when you're looking outside yourself because everybody's telling you, you got to meditate one hour in the morning, one hour at night. You got to do your affirmations in the mirror. That's the effort. That's the efforting. Oh my God. So much effort. So where is the ease for me it was like starting to say, like, I don't need to meditate an hour in the morning and an hour at night. I need to meditate five minutes whenever I can, <laughs> whenever you feel called to do so. Exactly. I took a bath in the middle of the day and I meditated in the bath and that was <laughs> exactly perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I do want to be starting to kind of wind it down. And this is, I, I'm not that I was afraid, but I just know, I feel like there's gotta be a part two. So we'll have to have you yeah. back yeah, for sure. Cause we've just like barely scratched the surface. And I have a feeling that people are going to listen to this and say, wait, 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 you're going to leave me there. Like what, wait, we didn't even- <laughs> what, what, what do I do with that? And yeah. so I guess for now, like what is, what is simmering bubbling to the top for you to leave with us today? Josette? Hmm. Yeah. Just, you know, just you're okay where you are. You're Mm -hmm. really okay. It's just time to get curious with where you are. 
really like start getting curious, just ask questions, you know, why is it like this? Why am I like that? Or why is this happening this way? You don't have to judge it and make it bad. Just, just like explore that, you know, why am I, why am I feeling this way? Or, hmm, what is intuition? What does that mean? What is this idea of self-trust? You know, go down those rabbit holes, just explore, just just be curious. Curious is the best, curiosity is the best medicine. It's, you know, it's just such a healing, a healing balm. And that's just what I really want to say. You are okay where you are. There's nothing wrong with what you're doing and how you are and existing. It's just, if you're not happy, then it's, this is a, this is your time to get curious about that. Really just get curious. Hmm. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) And it's just that simple just start to question everything, question the matrix, question yourself, question it all. Yeah. Yeah. Just take the, whatever pill, take the pill that, that brings you into this awake state. Yeah. And find people. There are tons of people out there who like you, who are questioning, who are curious, Mm -hmm. who are, are, who are just on the cusp of like, what is this? Like, really? Like spirit guides? Like, yeah, just, (laughs) what just explore just you know don't you don't have to make it right or wrong just like okay yeah this is interesting I'll see what it means and people you know people will people will support you through that and I even am like just assume that you do not have it all figured out (laughs) no we don't know shit we don't know Mm. shit and and the moment I was able to let that go because I was so like sure that I knew everything people would show up like, I'm just going to say it. I've been like, kind of it's, it's in my book, so I'm not going to pussyfoot around this right now. Mm. Um, I wish I just didn't believe Jesus was anyone important. Like I was like, okay, Jesus was probably a prophet. Like, you know, and I know my Catholic grand, my Catholic ancestors are rolling over in their grave right now. Um, but I was just like, yeah, I mean, he sounds lovely, but he probably didn't really exist in the ways that we deemed that. And then in the first few days of me becoming this like etheric translator, like Jesus came forward and was like, now what's up? You know what I mean? Like we don't know anything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We have no idea like Mm -hmm. why things are the way they are. We have to lean into the mystery of it all. Mm -hmm. We have to lean into the possibility that we have no fucking clue, Josette. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. you take anything from this podcast today, just know you don't know shit. Just yeah. kidding. Yeah. I mean, you kind of don't, but but that's okay. And that's what this community is for so that we can all question together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that we can be in community and let it be okay that we're questioning, um, which is also divine feminine, right? The the You mean the questioning part? Yeah, like the questioning, the... Yeah. Just the possibility that there's something more than this. Well, the divine feminine is the unseen. It's the, it's the right. part, you know, it's the, that's exactly it. It's the part that you can't put empirical evidence on it because you can't see it, but it yeah. exists. And so, yeah, that's, that's definitely, that's definitely part of the divine feminine. I guess that will be part two. <laughs> I got, I know that, that I was like, so sure we'd get to, yeah. well, we're going to have to take you, bring you back for yeah. part two. Yeah. So this is kind of a, a silly 
silly thing, but what's like your corniest piece of advice for people? Like (laughs) other than like affirmations up the ass, like what is, (laughs) what, what is like the corniest, like silliest advice you want to leave? Like if you put it on a bumper sticker or put on a t-shirt. Well, this is something that I, I used to say all the time. And I think it was the, the, the moment of my kind of spiritual awakening, but my friends and I used to say, oh, la vie est belle. Life is beautiful. We used to say it. I used to say it even when shit hit the fan because I was just like, look at this. <laughs> look at what life is throwing at me. Like, and what, because I could see the next part, like for for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, just like, like that shadow that's in the window, like, wow, that's beautiful. Like, it's just like, just life is amazing. <laughs> Life as art. That's what I hear coming through life as art and treating it with as such. Yes. Yes. Beautiful way to say it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Josette, thank you so much for just sharing your wisdom and your insight. And we're just so grateful. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you for doing this and putting this together. This is just such an amazing support uh, Mm. that you're offering here. Just so important. So important. Thank you, Josette. And we'll see you for part two. Okay. (laughs) Absolutely. Bye. Bye. Oh my gosh, friends. I just continue to be grateful for these conversations. Josette is, gosh, so brilliant. And I'm so grateful to have been able to capture that conversation and share it with you all. If you'd like to connect further with Josette LeBlanc, you can visit her at her website, josetteleblanc.com, or on Instagram at LB. And I think what I'm taking away from this conversation and, and really holding dear is, is something that Josette taught me very early on in our relationship, which is that you can trust your intuition, that your intuition is not going to steer you wrong. And these ways that we have learned to survive in this, this life, this culture, this world that we live in, that it's time to start questioning that in time to start seeking a better way. And that can only be found through curious introspection, through questioning the ways that we do things and the ways that we've always done things, the ways that have been safe or normal or secure. Because in this brave new world that we're stepping into post-2020, I think if we can all agree on one thing is that things are changing and things are needing to change. So continue to take good care of yourselves. Listen to that inner voice, honor that inner voice and move forward in the world. Be still my friends and live into your impact. Talk soon. Mm -hmm.